Bless you. Sorry, buddy. I feel like I'm attached to something. Is, so, is something attached to me? What is it? That's my other shoe. That's my dancing shoe. No, seriously, that's my dancing shoe. Should have seen me during the worship. You couldn't. You could only see the waist, but underneath I was going crazy. Crazy jig. Morning, folks. Morning, folks. I'm I'm suffering quite majorly from a, a really really nasty strain of um, of the man cold, and it's um, yeah. Thank you. No, can we have some more? Oh, seriously, more. Um, so if I sound a little bit uh, husky, uh, um, <laughs> then then bear with me. But um, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I've. I want to. I want to encourage us before we get into this. My name's Sam, by the way. I'm one of the pastors here, along with Steve. Uh, make up the leadership team, and uh, it's a privilege to be here speaking to you this morning. Um, great time of worship, wasn't it? Loved what AD did right at the end. Just let's just be still. Just be still. Love what you did, bro. It's and and that's what we need more and more. So I want to start really before we even go on. Just stilling ourselves. Just stilling ourselves. Just being still. You know, I heard, I heard a guy say that in his peace there's power. Not in our drivenness and our craziness. It's in his peace there's power. I believe people are probably even getting freed up right now. Healed right now maybe. Do you remember what we heard a few weeks ago that God is healer. His name is Jehovah Rapha, which means the one who heals. He's healing all the time. So maybe some of you, your bodies are being healed and you don't even know about it. But check it out before you leave. We don't have to shout and scream. We don't have to intercede for hours. Sometimes God puts that on our hearts to do that. But I believe God wants to heal you this morning if you're sick. I believe he wants to heal you this morning. So your healing presence, Father, all across this room. Release your joy more and more. Release your peace. Thank you that you're always present. And I just ask that your peace would rest on us this morning. Just rest on us. Just rest on us. I pray you'd begin to speak. Give us words. Words that would unlock. Thank you. We've got a God in heaven who speaks to us, folks. He's not mute. Okay, so as we go, we, I don't know where we're going to go this morning, to be honest. I've got something prepared, something that I'm carrying in my heart, something that I know God wants to release us from more and more and more, but if we get through part of it, some of it, none of it... Uh, Let's see where he wants to go. I believe that we're going to probably minister partway through. We're going to sing at the end again. I don't know. I just want to, I want to follow him. I had a picture while we were on holiday, actually. I went away with some good friends over the Christmas break, and I was just watching the surfers. And um, watching how they responded to the waves. They're so keen. You know, you watch surfers, they're so desperate just to get into the water. Any given opportunity. But what I watched them do on Newquay Beach was get on their boards and 
and, and sail out or surf out or swim out into the swell that was deep enough. And what they'd do is they'd just sit over their board hanging. Not panicking, not flapping around. Professional surfers this is. If it was me, I'd be panicking. There's sharks in there. I believe there's sharks even in my bathtub, to be honest. But what I watched them do was just sit and wait and watch. And they watched the water. They watched the swell. They were waiting for the next wave. What they weren't doing was trying to muscle up the wave, going against the wave. And all they did was when these waves popped up, they turned themselves into the wave and rode that jolly thing home. And I felt God speak to me through that. To say, I want you to follow me. I want you to just put yourself in me. And we know theologically we're in him, in Christ. We're in him, okay? But all we're to do is do, be like Jesus. He only saw, did and saw, did what he saw the Father doing. So that I, I want to encourage us, church, just, let's learn how to ride the wave together. Let's learn how to ride the wave. Who, who came to the Father Heart Conference? Many people. And, and do you know what? If you weren't able to be there, please don't feel like a family relative that's arrived late to a party and is, is starting to hear stuff that's gone on and you missed out. But what I want to say to you is it's our responsibility to keep that thing burning. Let's please not be a people that just go, oh, that wave's gone. It's my responsibility to steward God. Because God lives within me. It's my responsibility to let those springs of living water bubble up from within me. It's not your responsibility to do it for me. And it's not mine to do it for you. It's each of our responsibility to enjoy God. To enjoy him. Be like surfers, folks. Wait for him. Wait out for him. I don't mean just wait and do nothing. Don't be passive. I'm talking about being intentional, about saying, man, I've got the king of the universe living in me. I've got the king of the whole universe living in me. And no matter how I feel right now, I know he's here. I know he's present. I know he's healer. I know he's good. I know he's kind. I know he's a father that is always present. Should we do that together? Let's learn how to surf King's Church. Let's learn how to sunbathe. Let's learn how to lie on the lilo that is on his presence and just ride that wave and go where he goes. Not where we want to go, but where he goes. Listen, we're out of series at the most, so I had three pickings this morning. And it was evident at this Father Heart Conference that we had a couple of weeks ago that many, many people's lives were touched and changed and transformed. Many people. The Father brought such liberating goodness, didn't he? If you were here and you felt him touch you in any way, why don't you just put your hand up? If you just felt him touch you in any way, that's incredible. We, we can be happy for one another, you know. It's incredible. He brought peace to many. He brought joy to some that had just lacked joy for so many years. One dear lady was laughing so much, she said, my sides are hurting. That's good. That's good pain. That's a good pain. Laughter is good medicine for the soul. We want to be a people, don't we, that live from that place of the Father's love. That's our foundation. Don't we? I'm going to push you this morning, my dear friends. If you call me driven at the end, brilliant. I'm going to push you. 
We need to live from the foundation that the Father loves us. We don't have to strive. We don't have to earn anything. He adores you because of you. I adore my children for who they are. They don't earn my love. Sometimes I feel like they don't deserve my love. But I blinking well love them anyhow. And nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's ever going to stop me. So that's the place we want to live from. We want to build our lives on that reality that he is good, good father. And that he adores me, he adores you. So today I want to speak about freedom. Particularly freedom from fear. Liberty from fear. Anyone suffer from fear? I'm saying I do. Anyone suffer from fear? Some of you are liars, man. Anyone suffer from lying? There's a story in the Bible about liars. No, I won't go there. Freedom from fear. Talking about freedom from fear. How this incredibly good father wants to liberate us from fear and to live in the freedom. Listen to me. To live in the freedom that his wonderful son, the Lord Jesus, won for us at the cross. It's done. It's finished. There's freedom for you. There's freedom for you. The Lord Jesus Christ has won freedom from humanity at the cross of Calvary. A one-off deal. And it's for anyone who would receive. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you've never received this Jesus. That can be your reality this morning. He is a beautiful saviour. Freedom to be all that God has called but also designed and destined us to be. We are to be free to be who God made us to be. Not just free to be, well, I'm just free for nothing. No, no, I've been set free to be the sand that God has always destined me to be. I feel that to say that to you again, Nick, actually. God has set you free to be the Nick that he's called you to be. During that worship, actually, bro, I felt, you know, when we were singing, oh, how... uh, he loves us. I, I felt, just highlighted on you actually, I looked over at you at one point and thought, ah, the Father's streams of his love is going to wash you this morning. He's going to wash you this morning. He adores you. He adores you. That's true of all of us, you know. Tony, you can be the Tony that God's always destined you to be. I want to share a a story with you. It's a dream I had about chicken. I've shared this story before. Not Kentucky Fried Chicken. An alive chicken. The best kind of chickens are wrapped in breadcrumb. Just to say. Sorry. Now I'm frozen. I had this dream last year. And it was a crazy dream. Do you ever have dreams that you wake up thinking, what on earth was that about? Begin to write them down. Write down these dreams. Because God speaks to us through our dreams. It says in the Bible, you'll dream dreams. Begin to write them down. Because I was blind to this before a friend said, write them down. Because God might be speaking to you, and I believe he has through this dream. I was in my old flat uh, in this dream, and we were in the lounge, and we... But these bay windows that were in the lounge and these huge, ugly brown curtains. 
but behind, behind the top of the curtain, on the curtain rail, I can see this thing moving behind the curtain. And I pulled the curtains open, and there was a chicken on top of the curtain rail. And I was kind of looking around. My mum was there. We had friends. I was like, can anyone else see this chicken? And people were like, well, you know, it's just there. And there was this panic within me saying, we've got to get the chicken out of the house. <laughs> this chicken shouldn't be in the house. Why is there a chicken in the house? You know, you start to think it's dirty. There's all this stuff going on. And there was this urgency. I I grabbed this bit of paper. I rolled it up and I began to say, shoo, come on, shoo, chicken. I knocked it off the curtain rail, literally on the bum, knocked it off, bottom, sorry, and began to shoo it out, say, come on, chicken, out you go. Drove it out of the lounge, down the corridor, then down the stairs, the whole time going, shoo, chicken. It's time to get the chicken out. It's time to get the chicken out. It's time to get the chicken out. And people, there was this, but the, the, the overarching feeling in the dream was, there's, I, I felt uncomfortable having this thing in my house. The title for today's message is, It's Time to Drive the Chicken Out. Now, what, what happened in this dream is I woke up and I thought, that's weird. I'll go and have a shower. So I went and had a shower, and I was in the shower thinking, what on earth was that about? Because it was so real that it made me still feel like, oh, why was there a chicken in my house? And, and for you, you might think, it's just a chicken, pal, chill out. But for me, it let, there was this overriding sense of anxiety. I got out of the shower, dried myself down, I turned the corner, turned into our bedroom, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, it's time to drive the chicken out. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. You won't know, but I knew he was dealing with fear in my heart. And I'm talking, bark, bark, chicken. But I, said, I heard him say very clearly, it's time to get the chicken out. So I was thinking, right, okay, it's time to get the chicken out. So that's why I wanted to entitle this message, Freedom from Fear, Time to Drive the Chicken Out. I want you to turn to your neighbor, maybe two, three people around you say, it's time to get the chicken out. Come on, today might be the day. It's time to get the chicken out. Come on, today might be the day. Time to drive that chicken out. Don't start driving chickens in. I hear in some of you, let's get the chicken in. Let's get the chicken in. Welcome the chicken in. Listen, this isn't cruelty to animals. So I hope you're catching my heart. I'm not banning chickens from the building. Yes, I am banning chickens from this building. It's time, church, for the chicken to be driven out of our hearts, our minds, our innermost parts. So this is where we're going. Listen, I've got some scripture. Don't worry, I'll, I'll turn to the Bible. I see some of you like, forget the chicken, turn to scripture. Here we go. In 2 Chicken, verse 3, <laughs> sorry, verse 4, 2 Timothy 1.7, the scriptures will come up behind, behind me. My good friend Reg Clark does these slides every week, week in, week out. Thank you, Reg. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, not of chicken, but of power and of love and of self-control. 
1 John 4.18, the, the first section of the verse, so A. 1 John 4, the first section of verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Isn't that beautiful? Romans 8, 15, verse 15 and 16. These are some precious scriptures to me, and I believe they will be for you as well. For God did not... For God did... For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back again into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, bless you, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Did you hear that? For you didn't receive the spirit that makes you go back again into fear. Talking about slavery of sin, but fear. But he's given you a new spirit. One of adoption, one that calls out daddy, one that calls out father, one that calls out Abba, Abba father. Not fear, but liberation. Now, as sons and daughters of God, we can truly know and experience freedom. Freedom from fear. Fear totally cripples us, doesn't it? It completely enslaves us. It utterly dictates how we live our lives, how we, how we think, actually. And then what we begin to believe and then how we live. But God's love brings freedom. And he wants to liberate us. You know, in one of these verses, the the continuation from 1 John, it says, fear has to do with punishment. That's why fear sets in. Because there's something in us that goes, well, we're going to be punished if we don't. Fear has to do with punishment and not love. Not love. Fear is entrapment, and at the cross, Jesus dealt with the slavery and entrapment of fear. He's rescued us from our sins. He's brought us into a wide open space. He, he wants our souls, our spirit man, that, that innermost place to be liberated, to be completely shackleless. He frees us up, friends. Jesus sets us free from slavery. Now, I want to start by asking the question, what fears do you have, might you have, could you have? And I'm talking about that control you. Fear of people. I'm just going to rattle some off. Fear of people, fear of failure, fear of making a mistake, fear of punishment and condemnation. Maybe it's fear of isolation and loneliness. Maybe it's fear of rejection. Man, that's a biggie for me. That I've got to work on all the time. Fear of... Family, family fears, health fears, fear of death. That's a huge one. Fear of being forgotten. Fear of the future. Maybe there's something that's fearing of the past. Fear of the unknown, fear of losing control, fear fear of being misunderstood. Fear of losing face, fear of losing face. The fear of what others might think of you. Fear of disappointment. And you can add your X to the list. What is your X? What is your fear? What is your greatest anxiety? What is it that causes you unrest within? What is it that cripples you on the inside? Now, Psalm 139 tells us, David writes this beautiful psalm. We've heard one of them read out by Aid already this morning, how he leads us beside quiet waters. In Psalm 139, the writer says how God knows us before we knew ourselves, before our families knew us, before creation knew God knew. 
God knew each one of us. And he's formed us in our mother's womb. And there's this wonderful prayer in there. And it's come up. Thank you, Jan, on the screen behind. What I'd love us to do is just spend a minute or so just looking at that verse. David writes, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Paul brought this to us last week again. I didn't know what he was speaking about last week, but it feels like the father is building his jigsaw piece puzzle. Just right now, why don't you pray that? Why don't you ask him right now? That's why I've put it on the screen. Rather than me trying to help you, this helps you, this helps you. Why don't you make it real for you? Just say, God, search me. What, know my heart. You know my heart. Test me and, and see what are the anxious thoughts within my soul. Because I believe as the Holy Spirit highlights this, we can begin to drive the chicken out. And I'll give us tools how we do that at the end. Maybe even write them down. Maybe even write them down. If you haven't got any paper, write it on your arm. Write down some of these fears because we're going to smash them. We're going to see your lives liberated here. Fear of being forgotten. Fear of I'll never get married. The fear of I'm never going to get picked. The fear of I'm never going to have a good friend. Whatever it might be, search me, oh God. What are my anxious thoughts? You know, Scripture tells us that perfect love, what does it do? It casts out, it drives out, it pushes out fear. It evicts it. It says, oh, hello, I'm perfect love. You happen to be fear. Get out. I'm evicting you today. God's perfect love drives out fear. It doesn't mix with it. It pushes it out. And it says also in Galatians, for freedom Christ has set us free. That's why he set us free at the cross. It is for freedom's sake. Also in John's Gospel, it says, so if Jesus sets you free, you will be free indeed. I love that. It's like a little jolly song. If the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. Elsewhere in John it says, you'll know the truth and the truth shall set you. Set you. Yeah, come on. We'll know the truth, but it's not by a mantra. It's not just by looking at verses going, I shall know the truth. And It's because we know we've got the truth in us. We need to renew our minds to see who lives in us. The truth isn't contained to a book. Oh, I'm going to be careful, don't worry. The way this truth is true when our new hearts connect with the living word. This thing is living. Where's my, I forgot my Bible. So it's a living word. So when our born again hearts connect with that living word, then the truth sets us free. Okay? We don't just say it until we... We need to start a habit that renews our mind, that believes this stuff in our hearts, and our hearts come alive to go, I'm free. I'm free. Some of you don't look convinced. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. God's presence is freedom to us. It's not some other force It's God himself who is freedom to us. 
In his presence has fullness of joy, pleasures at his right hand forevermore, it says in the Psalms. God's very presence to you, friend, is freedom. And because you have the same spirit that raised our Lord and Saviour from death itself into new life, living in you, Steve. Thank you for nodding, bro. This is good. Come on, let's get interactive in this house. That same spirit that lives in you is going to liberate you. He's going to lift off the shackles. So we're going to go on a bit of a journey just for a little while. And it's important to stay tuned into this reality. You don't have to strive for it. That's the thing. I changed my notes last night because I said, but we need to stay connected to him. I felt that God remind me, say, you're connected to me. You don't stay connected because otherwise we, we, we feel like we've got to earn our connection. No, we just abide in him. That means we rest in him. That means we just enjoy the place where we live. You can't be separated from him if you're in him. So I want to encourage you, just keep your hearts open with me. When talking about fear, I'm primarily talking about controlling life issues. Things that begin to try to define who we think we are. What entertain that space in our mind. And this is how it happens. This is how fear sets in, friends through life experiences, through what we go through. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. You don't just wake up and go, oh, fear. It f- happens through life, through trauma in some way. could be major, could be minor, but that's how fear comes in. It's doors that open. We allow these doors to not only open, but stay open. God wants to close them. So we go through things that begin to start to define actually what we think. I believe that to be true now. Because it takes up that space growing in our minds. And then from our minds, we begin to believe it in our hearts. And our hearts go, yep, it's sealed. It's a deal. And then from our hearts, our legs and our actions start living it out as though it is true. Gospel. So, let me explain. I'm going to get personal with you. I'm sure you couldn't expect anything else. But I want to be very clear with you, because I do get some people say, you know, maybe you shouldn't be as vulnerable at times as, you know, we need to show everything together. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. I need to be who God's made me to be. I'm confident in what I'm bringing, okay? So I'm not knocking my confidence here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show you who I am. In the process of doing this, I, I pray that you'll be able to connect with me and connect with the reality of what this word is going to do in our hearts, Okay? So this is how it plays out in my life. For me, there are avenues in my life where I know fear has crept in. One through broken family. I come from a fractured and busted and broken family. Secondly, I had a horrific accident when I was 16, 17 that left me in hospital for three months. It was horrible. Thirdly, when my friend was killed on his motorbike. And fourthly, and this is an ongoing one, it's the rubbish lies that I keep listening to. It's just an avenue that's always open. San, you're a numpty. Oh, 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 San, you're a muppet. You just listen to these lies the whole time. So, this is how it works in my world, and let's see whether this could connect with you. So, from broken family, this is the fear that sets in. Maybe everyone's going to leave me. That's the extreme. We, we had to run away. I won't go into it too much, but me and my mum had to run. My mum ran with us. Because we were so vulnerable. But my family has been fractured ever since. 
But what's happened in my heart over the years, mum said as a kid I used to carry all my belongings, all the things that I love, my blankie, my teddy, everywhere we went up until last year. (laughs) And now I just take my teddy. Because of this feeling of I can't lose anything else. I've already lost my brother. I've already lost I've already lost my father. I, I cannot lose anything else. But what happens on the back of this fear when it grows, it starts saying, I've got to earn my favor. I've got to earn my love from people. I've got to earn your approval. I've got to earn man's pleasure. And it is a horrible beast because it is defined my life for so many years. And I believe it's probably defined many of your lives. I've got to do this because you expect me to be this way. I've got to do this because of your friendship. I need to earn your love, your care, your friendship. Earn approval. That needs to be smashed in Jesus' name because God approves. The skateboard accident, horrible. My leg was back to front, up on my shoulder. It was, is there squeamish people in the house? Well, I'll stop. It was horrific. I was in hospital for three months, fear setting. I, skateboarding was my life. I used to skate one of those half pipes, you know. I, my dream was to become a professional. That's right, Beanie, a pro. Um, that was my life until one day. I did the splits from about 15 foot, heard a big bang, thought it was my skateboard until I couldn't walk. Realized my leg was back to, it was horrible. I was in hospital for three months. I used to write these little prayers. I didn't know God then. Put them under my, please let me walk. I didn't know if I'd be able to walk. The uh, the paramedics, I, I believe, saved my legs, right? But on the back of this, this is what's happened. This is the fear. I won't do anything too extreme. I won't do anything too strenuous. I, And actually, my children, I'm not sure, Tom got a skateboard for Christmas, and it, I had to go through a journey. Okay, I got on there in the end and did a little ollie. It was amazing. That was a huge step for me. But this fear means that it might happen again. Three months in hospital, using a bedpan, lying flat on your back, you lose all face in that moment, friends. Sorry, it's getting a bit bit dark. But the fear says, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna control the situation so it doesn't happen again. So when we go snowboarding with friends, I'm the last one down the mountain. And everyone was waiting for me going, we're waiting for you. Yeah, I just had to stop. My bindings came off. No, they didn't. I was taking it much steadier than everyone else because of fear. Right, when my friend was killed, I was with a, a friend here in the church just planning the Freedom in Christ course. And I got a phone call from my mum. This is my first friend at school. Um, four years ago now I got a phone call from my mum I ignored it phone rang again I ignored it phone rang again before I said Rich I better get this before I got the phone to my ear I could hear my mum sobbing and I thought what's going on and she just told me that Russ had just been killed and it rocked our world it rocked our family but what happened on the back of that was every time my mum phones late at night every time M phones during the day I'm like what's happened to the kids that's the extreme. Can you hear what I'm saying, friends? There's the fear. That's what the fear attaches onto. You don't know you've got it until it begins to control your life. And then listening to the lies. Oh, no, you've blown it. You, you, you're silly. God, God won't love you. God doesn't really love you. You need to earn his approval. What the enemy did in the garden right from day one, does he really? 
Did he really say that? You know, undealt with fears will begin to dictate how you think. This is controlling this, which controls these. Undealt with. Our fears know exactly what to latch themselves onto. I've got a please to earn. I better not do that just in case. Living with fear controls. And if we can look to control the situation, we think we can control the situation, which is a lie in itself. Because I've realized no matter what I did, I wasn't going to stop things happening in my life. You know, this is the part, it's just mystery, a lot of it. I cannot control sickness. I cannot control harm. I cannot, all I know is how to be a conduit of God's goodness. And I want to learn better in that way. So I want to ask you the question again. I want to skip some of this out. What are you going through? What is beginning to define your life? What is beginning to define your life? Hey, listen, are you guys okay for five more minutes? Hey, would, would someone mind just going to let the children's work know we might run over? I don't know what time they... I should know as one of the pastors, but I think it's 22, isn't it? But if you guys are okay, because I just feel like we, we need to do a bit of business here. What is it that defines you? What have you been through, friend? What has crept in? What doors have opened up? Do you know, Paul last week was so fantastic, wasn't he? When he talked about the issues of the heart, and he said from Proverbs 4, how keeping our heart with all vigilance, because from our hearts flow what? Life itself. The wellspring of life. What we believe to be true flows from our hearts. So fear, ultimately, is an issue of the heart. What we allow to come in, we allow to come out. So fear in, fear out. I want to read this quote again by a guy called Bill Johnson. It says, The heart and what we do in stewarding that one place determines the outcome of the rest of our lives. Let me say it again. The heart and what we do in stewarding that one place will determine the outcome of your life. Stewardship. Stewardship. It's our responsibility to steward our own hearts and minds. Your responsibility, mine. And it's what we do to steward that, to care for that, to cultivate that, to, to allow what comes in. To allow what comes in. Through the Freedom in Christ thing, we, we do this tool where you don't let the thoughts land. It's like a runway. As the plane comes in, you go, nope, full up, keep going. What are you allowing to land and to grow in the soil of your mind? Fear in, fear out. But what, God's want, what God wants is his perfect love in that pushes our horrible fears out. It's time to drive the chicken out. It's time to drive the chicken out. This doesn't happen by saying just a few prayers. Can I be as bold to say that? It doesn't happen by saying a few fridge magnet style prayers. It happens by you renewing the way you think. It happens by you renewing the way you think. Fear sets in because we, the soil of our mind has allowed it in to grow and to say, mm, let me just go a little bit deeper here. Maybe I will get injured. Mm, maybe, I, maybe I'm not liked. You know what that's like, some of you. The earning of approval, the earning of acceptance, 
Rejection is a horrible thing. What we need to do now is create a new habit through God's word, through his truth, through his promises over your life. You know, when Claire sang out beautifully earlier, he's a good, good father. We need to just go, yeah, you are, and I'm going to keep singing that over my life. You know, when Joe led us in those songs and Max, we've got to just let that permeate through our hearts. That's why, isn't she great at worship leading? You know, just this lingering in his presence. This, oh, we've sang the verse and the chorus, let's stop a new song. No, 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 let's keep going deeper. Because we've got to keep going deeper. We've got to keep going deeper. We've got to keep going deeper. Touch the person next to you and say, go deeper. If it's appropriate to touch him, okay? You get what I'm saying. If you're a guest here, you're like, don't touch me. It's taken me enough to get into this weird building. Come on, go deeper. Encourage one another to go deeper. Go deeper in his love. Go deeper in his love. Go deeper in his love. Go deeper in his mercy for you. It's never ending. It's an ocean that can never, ever dry up. Do you know that? He loves you, mate. He loves you. He loves me. Do you know that? That's a game changer right there, isn't it? I mean, look at me. Look at you. He loves me. Man, he loves me. I'm approved by God. You know, there's a stamp of approval in Corinthians where he says, he's made you competent. As ministers of new covenant, he's made you competent. Not just, you'll do, Andrea. No, he's made you competent. Stamp of approval. Sorry, I'm wandering a little bit. Hopefully what I've shared will help. I want to give you the application, then we're coming come for a close of the dream. Time to drive. Do you remember that? Some of you are like, well, chicken earlier. Heard about a chicken. Time to drive the chicken out. This is the application of the dream. Because it's not enough just going, okay, I know I need to drive it out. So I was literally in victorious mode, like, okay, I'm full of fear. Wonderful. And I didn't know what to do with it. In a sense, I know I know this stuff. And we're taught time and time again, but it was, it was meeting with a friend called A.D., A.D. Ashburnham, right? He has a, a gift of dream interpretation, okay? He's been used in many times in this way, and hanging out with a friend of mine, I, I just described the dream to him. I had a coffee with him, described this dream, and, and I said, yeah, it's time to drive the chicken out, and, did, did, and he just looked at me and went, wow, so what are you going to do about that? I was like, I just drive the chicken out. And he said, do you know how to do that? Do you know what the dream signified? Do you know what it represented? Do you know what it meant? Do you want me to interpret it? I was like, please, mate. He said, well, the, the rolled up bit of paper represents news, represents good news. It represents the word of God. And he said, the, the reason why you felt so desperate to grab hold of it is because you know that's your lifeline. And you need to grab hold of that paper to begin to drive the chicken out. You don't do it with your hands, you don't do it with your behavior, you don't do it with your own strength, you do it with his word. So he said, you roll up that word, this is what you need to do now, stand in front of a mirror every single day and begin to declare the promises of God over your life. He said, I know it'll feel weird, but do it. And I know even now, some of you go, well, that'll feel weird. It's fine, you'll be on your own. Begin to declare the truth of God over your life. Look in the mirror and say, I'm a loved son of God. 
I'm always adored by him. I'm eternally accepted. I am approved. Jesus died for me. That's how he described. He said, Sam, this is how you begin to drive the chicken out. Not in a vacuum, not just praying, come out chicken. I cast the chicken out. I cast the chicken out. I cast the fear out. The way we do it is by replacing truth where that chicken once lived. Let's stand together. Could I just invite... Actually, let's have... Can we have the band up? We'll, we'll, we'll close with singing the song. The, the children will come in. I want to just share two more minutes. The children will come in. We'll sing to close. We might minister at the end. There's no rush. If you want to get a coffee afterwards, then it's fine. But I just feel we, we, we need to minister as well on the back of this. I believe what God uses to speak to one can bless... And touch many. I believe through this dream, even through what I've shared, he wants to touch many lives this morning. He wants to bless and touch some of your lives. He wants to liberate you from the freedom that has held you captive. Some of you even now are feeling tense within. You're like, oh man. But some of you are excited to say, no, today it goes. Wherever you are, just speak his goodness over your life right now. In Jesus' name. Jesus breaks every single chain. Every single chain. Do you remember the um, illustration that Katia gave us a few weeks ago? She said, the good thing to do as well, I I won't do it for time, I've written them all out, but she said, it's good to write down some of these things on a bit of paper, the lies, and then stand on them. And in the other hand, hold God's truth. So what you're doing is representing I'm standing on this in victory because of what my Saviour has done. So when you feel rejected, you stand on that and you say, but I'm accepted in the beloved. When you feel lonely, you say, no, he is always with me, never to forsake me. When you stand on that and say, he will punish me, you say, no, no, no. There is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. You hear what I'm saying, yeah? We need to learn tools. We need to learn how to fight. We need to learn how to renew our minds. We need to learn how to use everything God has given us. For his glory. Let's just, I'll tell you what, the, the children will, will come in, but Joe, team, do you want to just lead us? We're going to begin to sing. Why don't you close your eyes? When the band are ready to lead us, just connect to it in whatever personal way you need to. And then we'll see where we go from there. Just to say again, the children of one age will just come make their way to us, but For Tots, if you want to go and get your child as well, bring them back in, that would be great. Father, we love you. We love your presence. We love your freedom. We love what your wonderful son won for us at the cross. We love you. We love you. We ask for your love to just break out in this room today. We ask for your love to to smash every fear. We ask for your love to ripple across our hearts. We, We ask for your love to drive the chicken out. We ask for your love, we ask for your word, we ask for your goodness, your spirit to drive the fear out of our hearts. Perfect love casts out fear.